Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from our Old Testament lesson, plus a few verses at the end. So you may be seated, and I'll read those couple verses for you, starting with verse 10, which was the last verse of our Old Testament reading. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. This is our text. That's impossible. I'm sure at one point you've said this, or at least heard it said to you. It's impossible. It can't be done. It can't exist. By all accounts and purposes, this thing shouldn't happen. Throughout the Bible and at times in our own lives, we encounter these impossible situations that just seem like they have an impossible solution, that there's no way that anything good or anything at all could come from it. A man, blind from birth, sitting on the side of the road, just planning on living this next day as a simple beggar, like the many days before him. A hungry crowd, over 5,000 people, sitting on a hillside, waiting to be fed, somehow with only five loaves of bread and two small fish. A 14-year-old boy standing on the ledge on the side of the mountain who stops to take a picture of the view and slips, falls over 2,000 feet as eight other children and his ski instructor helplessly watch. A young couple sits in their apartment trying to balance their budget so that somehow they can manage to afford both to pay rent and to buy food for the month. And a little girl lies dead in her bed with her family and friends surrounding her, crying, mourning for their loss. These all seemingly impossible situations, some of them you may recognize, situations, scenarios that seem like there's absolutely no possibility of anything good coming out of it. And there's one thing I've noticed in that as a society, we don't like the word impossible. We don't like to be told that something can't be done or that we can't do something. We are not a society of of can't. We are a culture, rather, of anything is possible if you just try hard enough. And if you put your mind to it, you can achieve the impossible. We don't like to be told it just can't be done. But at certain times and in certain places, there's really nothing else that can be said. In our text for today, we see another impossible situation with an impossible solution. A very old couple, most likely in their 90s, promised that they would give birth to a son. Now, the Bible tells us that they were advanced in years, which young people take, take heed of this, because this is how you politely tell someone that they are old. But the Bible also tells us that the way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. It's, it's impossible for her to have a child. By all accounts and purposes, there is no way that Abraham and Sarah 
should ever have a son. And so we find Sarah standing outside of the tent that her husband and three strangers are in as Abraham talks to them. And as she is eavesdropping, she hears one of the men who the Bible actually tells us is the Lord say to Abraham, about this time next year, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. She hears this, and I think, like any normal human, like any normal response would be, she laughs. But this man, who, again, is the Lord, knows that she laughs, and she says to Abraham, is anything too impossible, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for me? Really, he says. And what a great question that is. Is anything too hard for God? There's this trick question that you may have heard before. It's designed to, to be unanswerable, really, to give us a way to, to think about God's omnipotence. This question is, if, you, if God is so powerful, can he create a rock so big that he can't lift it? Now, if this is the first time you've heard it, you're probably already seeing where the difficulty lies in answering that question. You just can't do it. There's no possible right answer. Because if you say no, then you're saying that God can't lift a really big rock. If you say yes, then you're saying that God, who created the mountains, isn't powerful enough to pick up or create a really big rock. It just doesn't work. I had one student in my confirmation class this past year ask me about this question, and the best answer that I could come up with is, well, if anyone could do it, God could. Because really, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Maybe you found yourself in some sort of impossible situation, one without any hope where there could be no good outcome. But is anything too hard for the Lord? Because we have a God of the impossible. A God that just loves to use the impossible situations we find ourselves in to draw us to Him. A man, blind from birth, sitting on the side of the road with no plans for that day other than to beg. To see was an impossible dream. But then Jesus passes by. He talks to the man, he takes pity on him, and he solves the unsolvable and gives the man back his sight. A hungry crowd, over 5,000 people strong, waiting to be fed with a few loaves of bread and a couple fish. Now, 12 men search for more food, but nothing else can be found. But somehow, by some miracle, the food lasts for the entire amount of people with baskets full left over. A 14-year-old boy stops to take a picture on the side of the mountain, slips, falls over 2,000 feet, while nine others look on in, in horror. In what seems like helpless minutes and what is most certainly a young life lost, the boy is recovered shortly after with nothing more than a few ice bruises, ice burns on his arms. As a young couple sits in their apartment trying to balance a budget that just seems like they're going to come up short once again, they look in the mailbox and find a check, a gift, that just happens to fit the amount that they need for that month. And a little girl 
who lies dead in her bed, surrounded by mourning friends and family, who as far as they're concerned and as far as we're concerned, death is really the most final thing that could happen to a human being. The only thing that there is no coming back from until Jesus arrives and he tells the little girl to get up. And she does. And the one from our text, this very old couple who is probably in their 90s, who is barren, is no possible way for them to have a child, but is yet promised that they would have a son. And even in their old age, just as God promised, Sarah gives birth to a son, Isaac. Because our God isn't limited by what we might think is possible or what is impossible. We have an impossible God, a God of the impossible, one that loves to show us hope, even the most impossible situations. A God that turns the impossible into the possible. Jesus tells us in Matthew 19, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. If anyone can do it, God can. Now this son, Isaac, born to Abraham and Sarah, was born to solve not just one, but two impossible problems. The first, that they would have a child in their old age. But for the second, let me frame this for you. All of humanity, doomed. Every single person, man, woman, and child, walking along a path down a road that only leads to one place, and that is our death. All because of our inability to do what we are told, to do what God instructs us to do. And along this road, there's no possible exits, no way to get off of it. See, Isaac was born as the next in a long line of people that led down to one person, and that is Jesus, God himself, the son of the living God. The only one through whom it was possible to save us from our impossible situation because our God is a God of the impossible and if you think about it Jesus life really is an impossible life he was born yes but of a virgin yes he was 100% man but also somehow 100% God he fulfilled hundreds of prophecies that were made hundreds of years before his birth he performed impossible Miracles, healing the blind, the sick, the deaf, the paralyzed. He even raised the dead. And somehow, in one act, took upon the entire punishment of the sins of all humanity, man, woman, and child, and walked along that road that, that we were, the road to Calvary for us, and died the death that should have been ours. But for Jesus, death was not the end. Death that we see sometimes is so final, so hopeless, had no hold on Jesus, the Son of the living God. He impossibly rose from the dead days after his brutal crucifixion. And because death has no hold on him, death now no longer has hold on us. And Jesus welcomes us into his family and into his home. Satan tells us it just can't be done. But Jesus speaks to us and says, no, I've already done it. Because is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing at all, because our God is a God of the impossible. He has the power to do whatever we might think is impossible to do. 
and at times chooses to act that way. If you find yourself in an impossible situation and it doesn't look like God is giving you out of it, he still gives you one hope to grab onto, the hope of forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation given to us through his son, Jesus Christ, the gift that we receive in holy baptism, the gift of hope that God gives us when everything else looks hopeless. As Christians, our hope is found in Christ. When we hear him speak, when we hear him make promises to us, and we laugh as Sarah did, when we think there's no way that he can do what he says, no way that he might be able to forgive us for the things that we have done, remember, is anything too hard for the Lord? Because we have a God who has power over all things, the possible and the impossible. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.